0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Take
1: what you need from the words I. Stretch
0: legs in Oregon gray. Hey everybody, welcome to Reporting is Eligible. I'm Paul Noonan. Uh, really quick before we introduce the guys and get to the topics at hand, um, thanks to Kristen for having me on um, uh, As Goes Wisconsin again uh, this week. It's a super fun show, super good. Everybody should watch it uh, and listen to it. and uh, It's uh, very enjoyable. And uh, to answer Aaron, Aaron's Twitter question really quick, the pie is the answer. I will leave it at that. You you know who you are. Um, all right, so, <laughs> um, uh, so we just uh, lost to the Eagles in in a game effort, let's call it. Um, and we play the Bears next week, and it's, it's a good uh, a, a nice little tweener spot because we just gave up the fifth most rushing yards to a quarterback um, uh, in the history of the NFL, and we will be facing the quarterback maybe who has the first uh first uh, most rushing yards by a quarterback in the regular season in nfl history next week if he plays so a uh, nice little nice little join there and everything so, so people to watch out on so first of all to help me talk about the eagles and the bears in urban wauwatosa we have- hey
1: it's J R radcliffe J R radcliffe training sports reporter for the milwaukee journal sentinel and i've been wondering all day uh, this is a different kind of football, but if you knew, Paul, or or Tyler Brooke, who I realize hasn't been introduced yet, but <laughs> if you knew that you could score a winning goal in a World Cup match, but that you would simultaneously be kicked in a very sensitive area at absolute full velocity,
0: would you do it? Would you take the glory for the pain? <laughs> uh, oh, huh. It's, it's it's a harder question because it it implies a lot of other things such as I have the skill level and athleticism of a world cup soccer player yeah well, so, let's assume that and of course you do yes and and I think I think yeah I think I'm down for that then because uh i would i'd like the powers that come with that and as much as that hurts in the moment um uh, you know you'll get better and christian Pulisic is already thumb upping people in the hospital that's good to see um i'm I'm down with that i'll I'll take it i actually um, I've always been one to prefer the, uh, the, the short, um, fast pain to the long drown out pain. Like my chores that I like to do are all like disgusting ones that don't take that long just because you get a lot of credit for them, but it's over pretty quick. So sure. yeah, same, same principle here. I'm, I'm down. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the shot for a world cup goal.
2: I would, uh, I would do it for the advertising money afterwards. I would get a sponsorship yeah, with yeah, yeah. like a, call, a, a, peanut, a, a nuts company or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, also I'm Tyler Brook and I wrote a book. Hi.
0: <laughs> yeah, you Br- did. Wrote a book, yes. Awesome.
1: Did. Yeah, I don't know if I would only because I know that my World Cup journey, it's not like a World Cup winning goal. It's not going to get me very far into the World Cup. I would venture to guess that might be the end for the USA, but it was still pretty sweet. And uh, Christian Pulisic is, uh, is who we're talking about, of course. I don't know if there's like a there might be some sort of segue, you know, prolonged pain to get to the glory for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> but uh, I-, I don't know what it is right now. I can't workshop on the fly, but uh, but the prolonged pain continued. Maybe there's some glory, some Jordan Love there, uh, some some long-term gains there. But ooh, ooh, another another uh, another kind of bad game that they probably could have won if you look at it just right.
0: <laughs> it's the season of that. It's the season of it, it. It was a bad game that they probably should have won anyway. And uh, you just can't be that bad at stopping the run. You just you just can't. Like I feel like to be this bad at run stopping, it, you need like three things. You need poor talent. You need poor schematic. Uh, poor scheme or adherence to the scheme. And also just kind of like not playing that hard. You need all three. Like if you've got any one of the three, you're going to be like the 25th best team at stopping the run. This was, this was a special kind of bad run stopping that you don't see too often. And uh, I'm, I'm sick of Quay Walker. I don't want to see Quay Walker anymore. Um, I know he's fast and a rookie and can develop, but uh, he was worthless as a spy Um he did the fumble recovery was nice but he was slow <laughs> and he's not supposed to be slow like that's not good either I I'm I'm sick of him I don't need to see him anymore bring me all it's of the... rich pisacchi guys to play defense cuz they're all awesome at it
2: it's the scheme man Although, although I'm just frustrated. We have, is he's a freaking linebackers coach. Joe Barry is a linebackers coach and his linebackers are horrible.
0: Is linebackers coach just where they put the worst coach when he's not Hey sure. now. Hey. I know, watch I your know. Mouth. I know you're one, but you're also this is your rookie season. Uh, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like it goes with my theory in that, you know, you are having to work your way up. And that is where you were placed as the new person to the team. (laughs) So I I feel like this actually supports my point, whether, well, I I believe you're a good coach, Tyler, but you you are, uh, you're new to this team and you seem to have been stuck there. Maybe the, maybe the Joe Barry thing is just, oh, it's Joe. He's back. He's not a coordinator. Well, back to linebackers coach. Can't put him anywhere else.
2: Some offense taken, but I understand. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Totally
0: fair.
1: (laughs) Uh, the, the Joe Barry train, the, the fire Joe Berry train is is rolling pretty hard right now. And uh, the, the aftermath I found very interesting where Matt LaFleur would was in no uncertain terms saying we're not we not only are well, we're not making the move, which isn't surprising because, you know, we've talked about how that just doesn't really make sense at this point, but that he doesn't even see the problem with the scheme. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how that's possible. Like, is he really just believing that everybody on that defense isn't executing? Because I've been trying to rack my brain at this point in the season which defensive players and Quay Walker is is sort of an example of this too, but which defensive players have gotten better from last year or even maintained, you could probably argue Preston Smith is still what he was last year, but you know, the rookies are just okay. The newcomers are the only flash players on this team and everyone else has backslid. And I, at some point like that's, yeah, that's execution, but over and over and over and over execution to the point where a running quarterback is, is running <laughs> all over you to to bring up a lot of bad Colin Kaepernick vibes. Like I don't I don't know what they're supposed to how, how they can look at that defensive coordinator position and say they're they're satisfied. And they, and they probably aren't satisfied, but I, I'm just really surprised that, uh, that that Joe Barry's still still among us. I or among us, but is is still in this <laughs> all of their it's best
0: just, all of their best graded players in this game are people who have mostly been coached by people who aren't Joe Barry. Uh, Rudy Ford was PFF's highest grade. Um, Keyshawn Nixon was the third highest grade. Justin Hollins, who just joined the team on the 24th, was the fifth highest grade. And the other two were TJ Slayton uh, and Jair, who, you know, Jair's floor is pretty low and he only got a 68. So, like, uh, everybody who's good has very little Barry influence. So I'm with JR. I'm totally with you. Like, he's not helping anybody. Nobody's developed, nobody's taken a step forward. Uh, you could have argued Gary, I guess, but. You know he's not here anymore, so that's kind of it. He's yeah, he's good. He's 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 continued to
1: develop. Yeah, but but you look around and at some point you're just like, How, yeah, uh, what 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 what, do, what value added is there? Like what what can you say that he's done that has contributed to the team? And I mean that was a disastrous like legendary performance by the defense against Philadelphia. That's kind of as bad a lot as it, it- gets
2: a lot of it felt like effort. I mean, you just saw body language and things like that. Like, I think guys have just kind of quit on Barry. I mean, Jair Alexander was flexing after he, forearm shoving a guy. He for definitely like has first quit.
0: J- Jair's just out there doing... Um, whatever, whatever he wants. <laughs> that's <Yep>. it.
1: <laughs> I love this because when you say Jair, you always kind of sound like you're saying Jr. And so yeah. Jar Jr. has quit. He's just out here doing whatever he wants. I should I should probably wear shades yep. for this podcast. Quite honestly, Can, we'll get you a,
2: the Jair the white Jair shades. Yes. Those would be pretty glorious. Because, that's, you know. that's correct.
0: Yes, because this podcast is this podcast. We should mention that the Packers in this game allowed the eighth most rushing yards of the Super Bowl era, which Holy is. God really something when you think about it <laughs> it's, especially given like in the 80s people ran like 50 times a game kind of normally <laughs> and uh, it's really an impressive feat in the modern nfl to do that kind of thing so
2: uh, i'm still blown away by the stat that it showed like it was the most rushing yards the eagles have had as a franchise since 1948
0: <laughs> you shouldn't be setting like post-world war ii era records in 2022. <laughs> that should not be happening dang guys so, do we know
1: exactly what, like specifically what what's going on with the defense? And more importantly, what they could possibly do to fix at least in the short term fix fix some of the
2: plug some of the holes in the levy? Why why would you want to fix anything right now? Well, let's just let assume, it all burn. Let's
0: assume we do want to win for purposes of yeah. this.
2: Yeah. Oh, the uh, Bears it's Bears week. I do want to win this. Yeah. Let's, it's Bears week.
1: But we should we should at some point though talk about the draft because now we can actually talk about the elite prospects yeah. available in the NFL draft. But anyway, carry on. I,
0: I do think personnel-wise, there are light up front, and they could just become heavier up front by moving a few things around. And I, I, I now think Kenny Clark incurs too much damage at nose. I think he goes through these ups and downs, and I think that his downs are actually related to just going up against what turn out to be much larger players, double teaming him for a lot of the season, a lot of the time. Uh, you know, you get more out of him. On the edge, I think, on the, at the defensive line edge, um, than you do in the middle. And, like, put, put Slayton in the middle. He, he's huge. He's a giant yeah. person. He can occupy, you know, space and blockers and anchor that and let people around him do work. So, uh, one way to fix it would be to make that change and also just keep Lowry out for except for passing downs. Like, that, too, would also be a big help. Yeah.
2: He's not horrible at passing downs. He's got one move, and that's, I'm going to run through you. Yeah but sometimes it works. That's his but yeah, skill. against the run it's awful.
0: Yeah, that's his skill is just that. That is the only thing Dean Lowry is good at. He doesn't need to be out there for any kind of running down. And, yep, and just get correct. just get Wyatt more snaps. Like just do it. Just put him out there. He's he pops when he's on. Like go go Clark, Wyatt, and then Slayton in the middle. That's you can work with that. That should that should uh, be okay.
2: Wyatt's definitely going to have to figure out that when he is not blocked, he cannot fly field because someone's about to trap block him or wham and he's going to die. So also true because teams have now figured that out. That's on film. He's going to start getting a attacked thing. a lot.
1: That's just a rookie thing. He'll, yeah. he'll
2: figure that out. He's flashed, though. He like he's starting to play a little bit more and by a little bit more, we mean between 15 and 20 <laughs> snaps a game uh, and he's doing OK. Like his first step is pretty dang quick and it can really uh, help him win some leverage battles. And then all of a sudden he's in the backfield really rough here for Adrian Amos. Uh feels ah. like
1: safety and, and Savage went out. Savage wasn't going to be in their in their nickel package and then he goes out the first opportunity he gets on the field but you know, like Rudy Ford is the best safety on this team, and it's not particularly close. Nope. And that that's a, you know, did we decide? I forgot. Was he? They traded for him, right? He wasn't a street free agent. Or he was a street free agent. Street free agent, yeah. Street yeah. Free agent. yeah. Yeah, guys, that is uh, that is not what you want. Currently, really surprising.
0: Currently the second-ranked overall safety in PFF grading, by the way. But that's, of course, nonsense because they're bad, and he has played two games. But just just want to throw it out. Rudy Ford's been good. Not, not just uh, an upgrade over terrible Darnell Savage. He's actually been legit good. But it's 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 the safety situation's quite dire. It's not it, it's not good. Um, they've been counting on Amos for a long time and assuming Savage for a long time, and age and um, what happens when you assume have now caught up with them. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's a real bummer. And what about you? Know you said Jair is is quit. Is that all it is? Because because I think <laughs> it, it kind of. I mean, it's I, I won't say it's a bad year for him. It's not a bad year, but. He, he certainly isn't the player he was before his injury, and he's just—I don't know—he does he, he, for for the first time. It's like he's just not big enough, which which wasn't a problem before, but now it feels like he's just getting bodied, and he's not a difference maker. He he reacts like a difference maker with his flexes and his trash talking or whatever. And I, I honestly, I still don't even mind that. I don't mind that sentimentality, but like he's just not that player either.
2: I'll uh, I'll disagree a little bit on that. Actually, I think he's actually played pretty well every time I watch the defensive film. Uh, some of his interceptions are plays that like cornerbacks do not make the ways they read the route concepts and he jumps them. uh, I think there's that one against Detroit. It was just a really special play. Like he's still got the playmaking ability. I just think schematically, like they refuse to put him in man coverage on top corners and he's disinterested because of that.
0: Yeah. Whenever I see him screw up, it's usually because he was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. That's the, my read on, on his, his work there. And when he cares, he's usually at least in tight coverage. He'll get mossed once in a while because of his size. That is that's true. Yeah. Um, but he's usually right in the guy's pocket, and that's all you can ask from him. So I think he's still fine.
1: All right. Well, that that reassures me a little bit because uh, if they do get a new coordinator, and presumably they're going to have a lot of new faces on defense next year, you'd like to think they have a couple key key cornerstones in there. And uh, but, but outside of man, outside of him, like with with the Kenny Clark contract situation and. I saw they they restructured Dean Lowry, so I guess he'll probably be here next year again. I I don't. I guess I never really quite know how that works, but that's <laughs> he my assumption. Probably
0: will. That is probably foreshadowing an extension somewhere else. Um, yeah, probably either Rashawn Gary or Elton Jenkins, but we'll see. Uh, Where I think we're all pulling for Gary on our side because uh, who knows on Elton's health, but uh, that's that's probably why the Lowry thing happened. All right. But yeah, he'll be back because. That's how those work.
1: (laughs) Uh, If they do decide to move on from Joe Barry after the season, there's this too obvious to actually ever happen scenario developing with the Badgers shocking the world on Sunday (laughs) and going with uh, with Luke Fickle from Cincinnati as their next head coach. Great hire, but they already had Jim Leonard defensive coordinator who's very uh, seemed like he had the certainly the inside track to have the job and a guy who was offered the defensive coordinator position, reportedly, uh, in Green Bay. So it feels like that would be a match kind of made in heaven. But I, I don't know. I don't know if anything has changed since they offered it to him. I suppose it has a little.
0: There's always the, you know, the the spurn, uh, the, 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 the emotions that come with being spurned. So um, you do wonder a little bit if the Packers would go that route again since he turned them down. Um, and you would, do you wonder if Jim maybe still wants to stick around? Like, I, I know he likes the state of Wisconsin purportedly and has his family here and all that jazz, but you know, it's got to sting a little bit to not get the Wisconsin job too. But I do think that he was by far their front runner when they were interviewing and that we have Joe Barry as a low, low risk, low research backup. Um, and if there's, they should still be interested, like nothing has happened that should change their opinion. Of what Jim Leonard brings to the table, it's just right there for them. So I hope that they actually do approach it that way. Um, he's young; he is, you know, an up-and-coming defensive coordinator, not a retread. They should do that, uh, but I don't know. I feel like you're probably right in how you framed it—that it's the kind of thing that never really happens. And I suspect he'll probably look elsewhere. I wouldn't even be surprised if um, a different college team snipes him after the fact as well. Honestly. Uh-uh. Given what Auburn did, they probably should have given him a call.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little less problematic than Hugh Freeze. Uh, you, you In the rundown, we mentioned collision low crossers again, which is getting to the point that we have to drink every time we bring it up. <laughs> yeah, it's like reversing, uh, I mean. Right. The, the fact that uh, there, were, there were some people who, who view him as a petton guy, a Mike Petton guy, because he played for Mike Petten, uh with the Jets, Jim Leonard did. You know, at the you know, as his career got started, but like also, you know, he's 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 a little a little bit different, and he's I don't know. I, I guess I, I would have not made actually that that association with Mike Patton.
2: I haven't watched enough Wisconsin defense to have an opinion. <laughs> uh, I get stuck watching Indiana football. I'm kidding. I only watch like three other games a year, and I'm always disappointed.
0: Yeah, he's really a Rex Ryan disciple, and he was there with at the Jets with Mike Patton. But uh, one of the things I like about Collision Low Crossers is that it is, first of all, very neutral in how it goes about its fact reporting, but it's very clear that Ryan and Leonard are sort of the the implementers and the savants of the defense, and that Pettin is the implementer, and that whenever Pettin gets to take over that defense, they struggle. Uh, every All of Collision low Crossers is Pettin got the reins for these two weeks and the Jets gave up 40 points, and then R- Ryan came back and they gave up 12 points. Like That's the whole thing. Um, And whenever Leonard's out, they suffer the same issues. Um, So um, he's definitely portrayed as sort of the the big understander, the big brain of the defense that they run. He has been that at Wisconsin, uh, excepting the Minnesota game that just happened, (laughs) um, which is its own thing. Uh, But I'm I'm very confident that Jim Leonard is a very, very solid defensive mind, where Mike Pettin, I think, is just a guy who processes a lot of tape and and reacts to what's put in front of him but doesn't have a big overarching philosophy on things read that book mm. it's great it's still relevant to wisconsin for at least a few more weeks so
1: <laughs> i'm just gonna say i'm not gonna be reading that book yeah, i just want it. to be clear sorry sorry i <laughs> i know you're out there somewhere making cheese i'm not reading i'm not reading collision low Crossers. i know you love it very much um, okay, should we talk about the offense, or are we still do we still have anything more to say about de- the the defense? <laughs> How could they not like J- Jalen Hurts just ran through holes the size of Mack trucks, and and it wasn't it did it was it? I mean, you guys help me with this, but they didn't look like complicated play calls. They just couldn't stop him. They couldn't tackle him when they were near him either. It was so frustrating.
0: I think the worst part was that he gained like ten yards carry on both designed runs and scrambles, and like on scrambles, Quay Walker was supposed to just have him. And just couldn't tackle him in the open field. And then on designed runs, he was just really good at following his blocks. And um, we lost a lot of edge contain on those plays with guys shooting upfield too much. And that just is death against a team with a mobile quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's infuriating. It's bad. The only thing I wanted to mention before we we did move on is... Our backup edge guys were okay. <laughs> Both yes, and, they were. Inagbari and Hollins were actually pretty good players. Hollins is a good Ras guy, as per usual with our team. He's a he's a nine plus. Never heard of him before this week, but he played pretty well for jumping into a team, uh, um, you know, without any practice at all.
2: Yeah, he was fun. I liked him. He, uh, I mean, he was one of the few guys that could actually catch up to Jalen Hurts yeah, when he was running. Um. Yeah, and then Enigbari just gets better every week. Like, not only is he shown a couple flashes as a pass rusher, but like his run defense, and that's where I thought he really stood out in South Carolina. Everyone was talking about his production, but like, thought he was strong as shit, and he did a great job stacking blockers. And he's starting to show that part, and that's what I get really excited about because that was his bread and butter in college. Um, Watch out, man! I think like he's a very legitimate third edge for this team. With you on that, I love
0: that. I loved his just production stats in college and how how much those popped and how much he fell despite yeah. being so good. Like production. Oh, was I was so-
2: fired up on that draft pick. I'll yep. tell you. Why. Yeah,
0: totally. I know edge is an athletic position and I get why he fell, but I love when, I love when outliers fall. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. And that's what happened there. All right. On the offensive side of the, yeah. board,
1: Aaron Rodgers. he played through injury and then he, uh, then he sustained a new one. So uh, he ended up of course, going out with, uh, with Jordan love. I thought Aaron, man, Aaron Jones looked incredible. Like he, he's catching the end zone when he was running hard. He's just, he's been, he's, 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 had, he's had a pro bowl season. Has he not? I guess I don't, I don't know if the production will be there ultimately, but that's not on him. He's just, he just looks so confident running the football. Um, Pretty, pretty nice year for him, I guess. And, uh, and then Christian Watson is electric again. So uh, at least there's those developments. At least you have that this year. <laughs> and a. A. Christian D- Watson became a stud yeah. and AJ
0: Dillon. Yeah. Dillon played well for once for the first time all year also good to see uh the the good thing about jones was he hadn't really had a good receiving game in a while um he had been a non-factor and he was absolutely dominant in this game i think he will be a pro bowl back this year he uh he taps enough of the advanced stats and his yards per carry is just like off the charts good too yeah um i think he'll he'll be there and he'll i think he'll even get a bump for um he for playing for the Packers for the wrong reasons this year (laughs) Uh, play for a crap team um He's not even splitting carries as much. He's going to get more than he normally does when it's all said and done. So um, that's good. But very good to see him get up the field and make some plays. They should have been doing that more than they have so far. It's been mm-hmm. it's been a weird offense. But um, are
2: you are you ready for my scorching hot take? Yeah, do it. I think Christian Watson makes the Pro Bowl.
0: I love it. I love it a lot. Um, oh well, there's there's a good number of games left, and if he keeps putting like. If he catches one big pass a game, that'll probably do the trick. Yeah. Um, especially because he's on radars now and um, he's uh, uh, he's amazing.
2: <laughs> I think he's going to hit double digit touchdowns at some point. It's like, oh, oh, shit. And he's making enough for the Pro Bowl to popularity contest, right? And yeah. like the NFL is pumping a lot of his like highlights and things like that. Like he's getting a ton of buzz. Uh, and that just plays a factor. He's an exciting player and people like that. Yeah.
0: Every score, every touchdown he scores is also just incredible to watch. Yeah, this, absolutely. In this game, he was making Eagles look slow. Um, everybody chasing him looked like they weren't NFL players, and and it was it was kind of thing, like as soon as he caught it, like Tyler. I don't know about you, but as soon as he caught that ball, I was like, "Well, that's a touchdown." <laughs> like I, I, I literally I was like, nobody's catching him running across the field full speed like that. He's gonna get the corner and he's gonna score, and he did. Um and he's a threat every time. So I love that hot take. It's really good. We should go see what the odds of it um gambling wise are. So um that's that's excellent. He's so totally... fast,
2: he makes fast people look
0: not fast.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anecdotally, I feel like you're you're talking about the way the league is kind of pimping him up a little bit. That the, there's there's always a rookie receiver that catches the the imagination of NFL fans, and maybe maybe that carries him to the Pro Bowl. I feel like I think if I George
0: know. Pickens was on any other team, he would also be that guy because every catch sure. every catch he makes is like a diving one handed catch, but that's because every throw to him is just trash. <laughs> George Pickens is really good. He uh, he's just not going to end up with the counting stats because he's a stealer.
2: I am so happy I got to see him live on Monday. For yeah. all the awful football I saw in Colt Steelers, <laughs> I got to see George Pickens. And he uh, he got a two-point conversion and hit the Cristiano Ronaldo celebration, yeah. which I very much enjoyed. I also
0: think Garrett Wilson's going to take off now that Zach Wilson oh, has, yeah. been, has been put out to pasture as well. That guy's amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, so back to uh, Aaron Rodgers. He threw two interceptions. One was a weirdo deflection, and one was... Man, like it, it came at a time where I thought he was he was looking pretty good early and it looked like he was pretty comfortable and through a just confident slow pass to was that the safety who just like picked it out of the air. No problem. Like it was a it was wild. I couldn't believe it was I couldn't believe my own eyes because it just looked so so assured and it was just right to the guy. Super weird.
2: <laughs> uh- he aggressively threw Tyler Davis under the bus on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he
0: did. He did. Um, he got baited by Reed Blankenship on that play and, uh, yep. he deserves the, the blame for that one. That was, um, a ball that Aaron should have, I, I think he also, I think he was picking on a rookie a little bit too. Like, uh, Reed Blankenship's an undrafted free agent who doesn't look like he would be a very good safety. <laughs> and, like Jim uh, Leonard. Like Jim Leonard. He very much like Jim Leonard. And, uh, he, he got him. He, 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 uh, fooled him into that throw and he made a count.
2: Do either of you watch New
0: Girl? No, dude. I've seen a smattering oh. of them.
2: There's a, just a great quote from it. And all I thought of immediately when that pick was a, a white
0: man. No. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: that was that was bad stuff. And you know what? He has got I'm so sick of the throwing the guys under the bus. I realize that they're probably he's he's right half the time that Aaron Rodgers, when he gets upset at a receiver, they probably screwed it up. Aaron Rodgers' knowledge of the playbook is is certainly better than them, but he has got to stop doing that. This is a guy who now, as of today, has has apparently brought up question questioned whether 911 is real to Deshaun Kaiser <laughs> on a podcast like he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt anymore nope. he doesn't get to do that to people and are you t- like oh even if Tyler Davis were to have screwed that up you know you threw it right to the guy like there has to be an adjustment you can make you're Aaron Rogers you know like it's it's not all scheme and design and oh he went two feet the wrong way like you're Aaron Rogers you you can't make it play like that.
0: You can just get the better of the doubt. Yeah, Aaron's reality is now quite suspect. That is absolutely correct. We got hints of it before, but um, Deshaun Kaiser's interview was really something. Uh, <laughs> Aaron believes in a lot of not real things, uh, but also it's Tyler Davis. First of all. Tyler Davis being on the field continues to be a weird thing in the first it's place. baffling. Truly it, baffling. There's a good chance Aaron's responsible for it because it's one of the reasons that unqualified people end up on the field. Um, and you have to know what you're throwing to there. Tyler Davis isn't going to make a huge cutback to break up your crappy throw and break up an interception. It's not his game. Like, Alan Lazard might do that for you. Cobb might do that for you. Tyler Davis is not going to do it. You can't make risky throws to Tyler Davis. <laughs> He's terrible. So, yes, Aaron deserves score, and even if ta- Tyler Davis screwed up, it's like... Um, you know, it, it's like throwing to your worst player and then being mad that the worst player did something bad. Like that's also mm. it's also your fault for involving the worst player in the play in the first place.
2: I just want Deguara, man. More Deguara. More Deguara.
0: Whenever he he pops when he touches the ball, throw him the ball. Yep. Very good. Yeah,
1: annoying. he must he must he, Aaron Rodgers must not like him for some reason or something. I don't well, know. He what's did up not there. like him last
2: year. He screamed at him a lot last yep. year.
0: He's in the doghouse.
1: All right. So we saw Jordan Love. He obviously got the touchdown to Watson. He looked okay. I don't know how you guys evaluate that. It's certainly a uh, a silver lining that people were clinging to after this.
2: I thought he looked actually quite good in, within the flow of the offense. Yeah, it was fair. very impressive. Off script was bad. Well, that's not a surprise. <laughs> his, uh The one thing I noticed, I don't think I saw this before with him when he's played, is his footwork was outstanding like not jumping on his toes or or anything like that, Uh, really stepping into throws. Uh, I was impressed.
0: Yeah. I will give Jordan Love uh, a lot of credit for, I think, being very coachable. When he's been out there and struggling, it's been because he's working on things. You can see him working on it. Like you can see him like literally like counting his steps on his drop back, planting his feet and like being like, okay, plant feet. And then like wheeling around and delivering on, on a, a strict count. Like, He has struggled a lot in the past because he's clearly been working on mechanics and just the flow. And this is the first time I've seen him play where he looks like he's just going out and playing quarterback. And it looks like a lot of those mechanical lessons have actually stuck. Um, He threw a good ball. He threw on time. Uh, The out he threw to Alan Lazard for a first down was a phenomenal throw from the opposite hash that got there just in a millisecond. Like showing off that arm. Aaron struggles with that throw a good amount. Like that's not his wheelhouse. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, I was impressed. It wasn't perfect performance, but he looked like a a competent NFL quarterback for like the first time ever. So everybody should be happy about it. It's something to build off of. And hopefully he'll get more opportunity to show it off in the future and uh, get some time to play once they're knocked out of the playoffs for actual real.
1: Yeah, this is the first time where it felt like the majority of Packers Nation was really excited to see him play again. And then on Tuesday, you find out that Aaron Rodgers injuries, which which forced him from the game, not terrible not to the point that he wouldn't be able to play against the bears and so we're probably gonna see aaron Rodgers again on sunday and i th- I felt like for the first time that was the disappointing outcome now the team is four and eight so i don't know why there would be any outcome that would bring people joy one way or the other but um you know I, I i don't know i've been trying to think about like what the quarterback situation looks like going forward if aaron Rodgers is still here next year if if it's a competition between Jordan Love and whomever they draft, if it's just Jordan Love's job, like there are there are quite a few different choose your own adventure scenarios there, um, and it sure would be nice to get a little more data. And without without you know reps for Jordan Love, you don't have it, so it's still a little bit of a mystery. Yep, indeed. All right, are we at, are we on questions yet? Or we, well, no, no, no. no. We got to talk about the Bears. We got to talk. Oh, Keyshawn Nixon, by the way.
0: Uh, <laughs> we got to mention Keyshawn Nixon. What a stud. Like, uh, what, he should have been returning kicks all season. He is a prototypical kick returner. He's very fast as a straight line runner um, and just heads up field. It's... Uh, Another one of these, like, every week we go, why Why has this not been happening all year? Like, it, this week is Keyshawn Nixon. Every return, getting out to the 40. Just, I, I don't get it. This is ridiculous.
2: He looked like if cocaine was a football player. He did. Just that's a, that's absolute a, unbridled chaos. Loved it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that confidence has not lacked from, from day one. I am sure Rich Passaccia, if he is, in fact, the reason why Amari Rodgers was on this roster as long as he was, I am sure that he would say one of my biggest mistakes was not having Nixon returning kicks sooner.
0: Yep. I bet you're right. I wonder forever if that's the case or if that was foisted on him from above. Yeah, uh, exactly.
2: More like Keyshawn kicks and ha ha ha. <laughs> Don't do that, Batub.
1: Uh <laughs> The... <laughs> uh, no, that no, it's, it's fine. It's a fine pun. The, even though, even if they, even if Amari Rogers was foisted on him in, in terms of being on the roster, I find it hard to believe that Basaccia wouldn't have a say over who is physically returning the kicks. Yeah. You, know, you could stash him in other ways. He's still getting, he's still occasionally on the field as a receiver. After all,
0: that's true. That's true. Uh, we'll never know for sure. No, that's true. All right. It's bears week friends. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. couple, couple teams in competition for one of those top spots in the draft gonna be tough to beat the Bears. They are, uh, they're in rough shape. They're really in rough shape, and they put together a nice run. Um, they have been a very creative team on offense, but injuries have just just destroyed them. Absolutely, uh, they lost Justin Fields last week. Uh, their backup's Trevor Simeon, who is. Really, really an atrocious backup quarterback. I'm sure he's a very smart person. He went to Northwestern, but he can't throw a football. Um, they just lost Eddie Jackson probably for the season with an injury on defense. They lost Khalil Herbert, their best running back, a couple weeks ago. And uh, they're a disaster. So, um,
2: Did you mention Darnell Mooney? I spaced out Oh, I, he's I a, did. Darnell Mooney on in, hurt as well. On injured reserve.
0: Yep. So nobody to throw to. It's uh, Well, I guess one guy to throw to, but that's it. So, so if the Packers lose this game, um, they're tanking, I think is the answer. They're, they're, there's no way to lose this game except on purpose, right? Like it's, it's
2: <laughs> or Justin Fields plays and runs for 200 if, yards.
0: If he does run for like 200 yards, I guess would be the other way. but I don't think they're gonna, even if he does play, they gotta protect him a little bit. There's I do listen to a smattering of Chicago talk radio here just driving my kids around. And I, I think it was on the score, the smarter one of them, where they were they were saying for the rest of the season, since he's hurt, one of the smarter things to do would just be get him pass reps because he does need to learn to pass. The season's over. and doesn't matter. And if you just put him back there and have him throw on three every single time, even if you just, just excuse interceptions, just excuse anything can go wrong, it might be better for his development than running him 10, 15, 20 times a game where he gets you know hurt and can't play the next week. And yep. I, I doubt they'll do anything that extreme, but I do think they'll do something kind of like that and limit his exposure outside the pocket a little bit. So um, I think the Packers are pretty protected in this game from a lot of their weaknesses and they should be fine. The bears are truly terrible.
1: I, I don't understand why Aaron Rogers is going to play in this game because there's a good chance they win with Jordan love, which would be a pretty, pretty cool thing. I would think he's going to be in cold weather in Chicago. He is, Coming off of an injury that took him out of the game, he has another injury that is possibly very bad in his thumb. And (laughs) like it doesn't have to be season ending, but of all the weeks, I don't understand why this is the one that Aaron Rodgers absolutely wants to be back to play for. Like, I I don't know why the Packers aren't like sit out a week. Just sit down, Aaron Rodgers. We're not like benching you for the season or whatever. Just just give it a break. Give it a rest. Because the, the season's over. At worst case scenario, you lose the game. Oh, well, you're one step closer to a top five pick in the NFL draft. Like, you're not. I, I realize there's still that infinitesimal. What's the word? Infinitesimal? Infinitesimal. Infinitesimal uh, possibility that they still make the playoffs. But come on. Come on.
0: I don't you know that. that
2: Oh, I was going to say, you know that meme of men will do anything but go to therapy. Uh, Aaron (laughs) Rodgers will do anything but let Jordan Love play quarterback.
0: I think that's right. And this is, I think, in in Aaron's mind, a chance for easy stats um, to to pad his totals a little bit. It's a low-risk game where he's not going to be facing a fierce pass rush or a fierce defense at all. And if you let Love play this game in particular, it might make the rest of your season look quite bad in retrospect. So he's not letting that happen. I think that's a lot of it. This is a lot of Aaron ego and a lot of Aaron work product protection by by going out and not letting love play in this game in particular.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, should we get to questions? Let's, let's go.
0: Let's do it. There's so many.
1: Let's, let's ride. All right. We'll start with, uh, of course, Patreon questions. Patrons get question priority here on reporting as eligible. Mark Putscarby, shout out to me. Uh, we're starting with this. I'm disappointed that Jr. wasn't on the podcast last week when the Hunter Renfro trade broke. Would love to have heard his immediate reaction. But onto the question, which by the way, I was driving to Kentucky as you were podcasting, so the trade broke while I was driving to Kentucky. Okay, I'm yep. somewhere in southern Indiana. Shout out to Tyler Brook and uh, saw the little alert on my phone. But you know, as I was driving, I didn't want to like investigate it too much. So I saw Hunter Renfro traded for pitchers, and like that's all I could see on the alert. So I'm just like, man. Who do the angels have? Like who? Who's somebody that, that that could really help them next year? And then I saw the names. I'm like, oh no,
0: <laughs> Jansen oh, Junk.
1: No, I mean that's a terrible name. In addition to just be, I, I mean, he might contribute. I don't, I don't know. But it was.
0: It's just <sighs> asking for you to make fun of it ten years from now. That's it, that's why that's this trade exists.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All
0: right. So, uh, Mark, Mark, onto your actual
1: question. Uh, if you had to build a football team of only eleven current Packer players, all eleven play on every step on offense, defense, and special teams. <laughs> what eleven Packers would you choose? And what is the highest level of competition that team could beat? What a very specific question.
0: I don't know how to go one at a time, or if we need to just put a bunch together. But I can, I can go first. Um, I, I, I would go with. Um, most of the offensive line, um, let's assume Gary's hurt. Um, oh, you're, you're, you are you're want to have fun with this. I'll, I'll go quick. Um, mostly because the offensive line will do about as good as the defensive line does, um, because the defensive line is terrible. Um, and I will take Jair as a receiver, um, so that's fine. I'll take Watson, obviously, as a receiver as well. Uh, um, and other than that, I'm, I think I'm going mostly offense um, and not too much defense, even though the defense is Got some talent on it, but like, what are you going to put Adrian Amos at? Um, it, that's tough. Christian Watson can be back third safety and catch bombs. That's totally fine. Um, but uh, I, I think I'm going mostly the offense. The only problem there is quarterback, of course, where you can't really field that guy as a defensive player, which is your big weakness in the, in the second part of the question. Um, so uh, I'm going everybody but adding Jair as a cornerback, everybody on offense, no other changes. Um, and uh, they could beat... All high school teams for sure, and I think most college teams, because uh, the difference between NFL players and college players is still just a, just a huge, huge amount. Uh, and um, while they might struggle against like Alabama or the big wigs, they're going to still destroy like most most middle tier teams without any problem. So uh, th- that's that. Uh, I- I'm leaning on offense here. I want to score points, play from ahead, and uh, I can just rely on the athleticism of offensive players to get the rest done.
2: I, I cut out, but did you guys add Keyshawn Nixon?
0: I didn't, got, but probably should Nixon on that team. Need him for gotta special teams, team. so that's a good point. Yeah, cut AJ Dillon for Keyshawn Nixon. That's that works. Yeah,
1: that sounds good. I like that. Um, yeah, and you know, from a, if we want to get really technical about it, well, they're, they're going to get hurt, so it's going to be it's going to be a crap show, even even against college teams. Yeah. But uh, Now I feel like I'm just I'm not I'm not appreciating the exercise enough, so. <laughs> All right, Jay Google says, "Did they make a mistake in not trading Aaron Jones at the deadline, considering he may not be back next year?" I think that's a good question.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'll 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 take this the the controversial. Yes, because Aaron Jones is awesome, and he's a running back, and he won't be on the next good Packer team, and he won't age well because no running backs do. And he is, I want he is awesome, but you could have gotten some value for him, and it would have been fine and helped your tanking. Now, if they rally him back and make the playoffs on the running game, I'll look stupid for this, but no, you don't want to hold on to running backs too long. They should have traded him. I'm a heartless GM who doesn't care for running backs. No matter what.
2: Draft yes. them in day three and don't resign them.
0: Absolutely. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I just think it's completely defensible though,
1: because for one thing, they probably already knew Kylan Hill wasn't going to be it. Um, if, if they had no problems parting ways with him when they did. Uh, so, there's a there's a, a a scarcity of talent at the running back room for, no, for if nothing else secondly like they sold you know like they they went all out to win this season this is you know this is a, an investment they made and that would be a heck of a surrender that early in the season where the trade deadline was even though things were not looking good and not pointing in the right direction they were still very much alive for the postseason they just they, if they, they turn the ship around i just think that would have been i just think it's completely defensible that they did nothing now obviously in retrospect yeah they should have traded Everybody because they're going to suck next year anyway, too. So like who's 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 not on the table. But uh, but I, I just I don't know how they could have done it then. It just, it just wasn't right. The
0: NFL should move the deadline back. It it doesn't get action because it's too early. And if yeah. it was three weeks later. It would have been a different story.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. All right. You're either a smart fella or a fart smeller. Am I imagining things or does Jordan Love just look better throwing the ball than he had before? It seems like his release is quicker. He has more poise and almost even had a bit of Rogers-esque sling to his passes that he didn't before. How much hopium? you suppose i'm inhaling to be getting even remotely excited by his one quarter of play this is the same game that happened in 2006 when aaron Rodgers came in and you know against the cowboys with uh, with farb out and uh everyone was like oh he might not suck after all that's nice
2: i don't think the release was quicker but i definitely think the footwork was better the it was the accuracy was there and um yeah you just seem more confident
0: yeah he looked like a natural playing at the position. I think his release actually did look a little quicker. But it, it first of all, it's judgment call. And second of all, he had the slowest release ever. So um, even a, a minor tick-up would still be slow. But it's not a strength. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he, he looked good. He was powering it in. He has a great arm. And he looked like a confident actual quarterback and not just a robot executing on orders. So, yeah, good to see.
1: Gosh, it is so you know,
0: a what if so, Romeo, Dob- Romeo Dobbs not being here. If you, it's such a what if. If you want to dream a little bit on love, like a little bit, um, I, I wrote a piece actually a couple summers ago now um, about quarterback development. It was three parts. And one of the pieces in it was a bit of film study that was done by a guy named Tim Dix, who doesn't do this anymore. And I wish he did, who quantified um, all of the quarterbacks of the last uh, let's see four years when given when he wrote the piece uh based on basically counting frames of tape and distances that the ball traveled um and doing calculations based on that he's worked with rob arthur the baseball prospectus guy who can always tell when the ball is juiced based on its spin rate based off of frame analysis on tv broadcasts and basically did the same thing for quarterbacks and um jordan love Uh, since between 2016 and 2020, had uh, threw the fourth hardest ball amongst quarterbacks drafted in that time period. Josh Allen was first at 63 miles per hour. Jordan Love's 59. Uh, Jordan Love's release time, though, um, is very much like Allen's, and his trigger time, which is the amount of time it takes him to um, deliver the ball once he makes his read, is even slower. Um, That was a Josh Allen problem as well. And that one, the trigger time, is specifically what Josh Allen fixed. Um, Usually, you can't fix processing time and accuracy with quarterbacks. Uh, Allen did. He's the one exception to that. Um, Love, in this game, in this very small sample size, once he made his read, was very quick to deliver the ball. Now, he still has his big, long arms, and it takes him forever to actually throw the thing. But he was much more decisive, and if you can fix that, that's like two thirds of the way to a pretty good quarterback. So something to keep an eye on in future games is see when he locks onto a guy and how long it takes him to get the ball out after that. The faster that is, the better for love going forward.
1: PJ Wessel says what's more likely for the twenty twenty three season, Jim Leonard as defensive coordinator or Jordan Love starts at least nine games. Which
2: would you choose? <laughs>
0: Ooh. Oh boy. Leonard. Yeah, I'll I don't I think Roger. I think Rodgers comes back. I do, too. Um, I'll go with Leonard as well, and I would choose that as well. And I think Rodgers comes back, too, because he can. He control. He has all the cards here. So I think that's I I'm
2: also going. would play football for one more year for $60 million. 60 million yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the bottom line, too, is Aaron Rodgers will give them a better chance to win next year than Jordan Love. I can't say that with 100% certainty, but it's still probable.
0: In all likelihood, that- yeah
1: so uh so yeah and, and next year if if rogers is truly bad they will have a little more leverage to sit him because you know there's they're not on the hook for for another year with him yeah. so i think and, i think they might get bolder
0: and i'll take the i'll take any defensive coordinator uh, aside from joe barry as a potential upgrade like that is <laughs> the biggest difference maker they could do
1: this is like your coaching version of the running back now just draft him to the third round you don't have to worry about it just <laughs> okay. anything Anything is an improvement now. Ryan Ziegler says, in the NFC North, it's a race to the bottom. Who ends up with the best draft slot? Because it's possible that Love ruins a tank with competent quarterback play should Rodgers go on IR. Yeah, the Bears are going to finish at the bottom.
0: Yeah, the Packers are still going to finish in second because the Packers' schedule for the rest of the year is trash, except for Miami. Um, Minnesota, yes, is fine, but they are... Look, Minnesota is just the luckiest team of all time. They have gotten every break. They have won a ton of one-score games. Their penalties are way out of whack. They're going to get crushed by regression at some point and probably in time for the Packers to steal that game. So the Packers are going to win quite a few more games, I think, and be a mediocre team, not a terrible team. So, yeah, it's going to be the Bears at the bottom. They're atrocious.
2: I uh, I hate to say it, but uh I'm I'm hoping for a couple more games so they don't try and talk themselves into taking a quarterback. <laughs> I would rather <laughs> I would rather address some other positions actually I'm for with, the mega tank for twenty twenty four.
0: They're in a like the eighth I feel like eight is a bad spot to be a quarterback looking in this draft. You could really hurt yourself bad. Um I'm with you yeah. on that. I want to be either be number one or like not close to the top at all. That's it.
2: Uh in limited draft talk conversations with justice, I think we've planted our flag on the guy. And that is Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, who is a 6'7 edge rusher. And you just need to watch him. Uh, it makes no sense. It makes no sense <laughs> that's, what he does.
0: It's very tall. Okay.
1: Who are the, to refresh my memory, who are the quarterbacks that need to be tanked for in 2024?
2: Drake May and uh, Caleb Williams are the two right now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Caleb Williams. To almost a badger almost. according to according to rumor yep. and uh now he's
1: gonna win the heisman trophy um old man on a bike in shirlington is back Hello. yes let's go i'm an old man on a bike who appreciates the packers commitments and my contemporaries <laughs> that's being love. old people <laughs> just love the bit i love it rogers crosby and myself all share one thing in common physical decline <laughs> i am reminded of this daily on my commute when a bunch of generation zers gen zers pass me on my bike path my pride insists they must be using e-bikes, but in my heart, I know they are not. <laughs> well, watching the Packers play the Eagles brought me these th- brought these thoughts to the fore. Rogers seems to have much of the contractual leverage at this point, so I wonder if he will just keep coming back over the rest of his contract to cash his ridiculous checks. I would. Or does his pride make him retire since he's nowhere near the top of his game and younger quarterbacks have taken much of the spotlight that used to belong to him? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is. I, I really, am with you guys. He's he's not going to retire here. Nope.
2: I Think if there's one thing that I wouldn't call Aaron Rodgers' biggest strength, it's self awareness. So, I'm gonna... <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um,
1: also, no. let's let's also like, why did Tom Brady walk away because of his family? And he turned his back on that, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't even, I mean, obviously, live your life however you want. The man doesn't even have a family nope. to, to like walk away from or not walk away from, so like, he's. He's in this thing, right? And he's not going to retire the same time Tom Brady does. We've talked about that before. He is not going to share that Hall of Fame stage.
0: No, he's not. And he'll be back for all those reasons. He'll get paid a lot. He has nobody pulling him away from the game. And he's not going to be the warm-up for Tom Brady at the Hall of Fame. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, he's coming back. He probably should retire, but he's not going to. I mean, This
1: is a guy who comes on every Tuesday and has like a 40-minute conversation (laughs) with Pat McAfee. (laughs) he loves this he loves the spotlight he loves the game in in weird ways he this is like this is his identity man and i mean you know again i'm i'm trying to I, i'm crossing over into like psychoanalyzing which is which is crazy to do with this particular person but also in general so it's probably just take it for what it's worth but like this dude this dude does not sound like somebody who's like gassed he's ready for nope. this over and over and over again until he gets exactly the situation he wants on his way out
0: he should retire and take over coast to coast am that's what he should do <laughs> Jeez. Uh, he's
1: so he's so weird Tim Brown Tim Brown uh, Paul has always held that we' seeing we've seen nothing from Jordan Love that would lead you to believe he can be a successful NFL quarterback did that change Sunday night? that's his first question.
0: Yes, it did he was good it lo- it's something to build off of it's a small sample size he might still suck but he looked he looked good for the first time so it's better than not looking good.
2: I'll, I'll tell you what. I think it was his first throw. Uh, Darius slow to throw to his primary read and he caught wind of that and he hit did. the check down. Yep. That was, um, that's a mature play. I was it, impressed.
0: It was really well done. Um, and uh, I saw that on Tyler's tweet thread of film, film breakdown, which you should all go watch. But yeah, he, uh, he didn't get tricked. Aaron got tricked in the game. Jordan, Jordan love did not get tricked in the game.
2: Hmm. Also, I just saw today for the first time, um, jordan loves sticking his tongue out on one of those throws <laughs> yeah that uh, was incredible yep. i loved that yeah
1: that was that was a fun little nugget but also uh i don't know again a nice a nice sign that he's a little more comfortable than he used to be uh tim's second question how soon is jim leonard the uh defensive coordinator in green bay or does he a stay lot of jim leonard football? questions i mean the, if you could be here tyler you could understand the love and the, the jim leonard is wisconsin you yep. know like Former walk-on from tiny a tiny town in Wisconsin, Tony Wisconsin, who became you know has elevated. There's a lot of people who are stunned that he's not the coach. Even the people who understand why they would fire Luke Fickle, he is so beloved in this state. And for a guy who turned down a defensive coordinator job to go back to Madison, I mean that's like. That's hardcore to to be a coordinator, not to be head coach, to be a coordinator. So, like, there's there's still people who think he might stay on staff. No, Uh, of course not. (laughs) Of course not. But like that, that sentiment has not has not completely left the fan base. So, uh, yeah, I think people really believe in the fit there. And uh, and I don't know, maybe, but it's a little too obvious for it to actually happen at this point, I think.
2: I don't know if we're breaking any news here, but we uh, got a little wind that Fickle might be bringing a different defensive coordinator to Wisconsin.
1: Oh, I didn't know that, but that doesn't surprise me. Of course yeah. he would. Of course he would. Um Keith Keskin asks if Jordan Love is him, capital H. He w- <laughs> he will be and I will take no further questions. That's in parenthetical. During the last few games of the season, would you be willing to take on the 40 million cap 40 million cap hit in 2023 that comes with trading Rodgers for draft picks in
2: 2023? So the problem with that, right, is the so have to be 2024 20, picks because you can't realistically trade him until after june 1st that's
0: correct and that is the big problem the logistical problem with this move is it has to come post june 1st so um yeah you can't uh it, it devalues things a little bit um but uh i mean if jordan love if you if he like plays like an mvp for the rest of the season and you are convinced that that's going to be then you then you pick up his option, which he still has, and you do that with Rodgers, and you trade him for future, future, future picks. Yeah, you do that. But uh, I still don't think that that will happen, and uh, <laughs> um, it, it's it's tough. Rodgers holds a lot of cards here. He's kind of got to help you with all this stuff. Um, it, it, retiring or trading, he can be a huge pain and dictate a lot of things. So he doesn't have no trade clause, but he's Aaron Rodgers, and he can be a huge pain in the ass, regardless <laughs> of that. So um, it's just logistically difficult to trade him and get value.
2: My favorite uh, suggestion was Archon in our Slack suggesting that we just collude with the team, have them pick for us with the picks Which that is we've already fascinating. Deserved. It's theoretically not illegal, right? It's, you can just tell them we want these players with these picks, it's and not. then uh, we'll trade you Rodgers. You
0: should be able to do that. There's no rule against oh, it.
1: It sounds risky as hell. That sounds like a terrible idea. Although I know it happens in the NBA, sort of. Um, so I should have finished Keith's thought. He said he messed around with Spottrax team management tool, was able to trade Rodgers and make a few cuts and restructures to secure about twelve million in cap space. Didn't include trading Bakhtiari or other potential vets. Uh, how much would you want in terms of twenty twenty three picks to take the cap hit of a pre-June 1st pre June first trade? But you guys first, are saying can't do it. Not happening. Yeah. All you, right.
0: You can't feel the team like it's too hard.
1: Dr. Hillbilly says Jair Alexander looks not great this season. Same with Kenny Clark, Brazil, Darnell Savage, and a whole host of other vets who are under contract next year. Sitting aside Mr. Special Case, the quarterback himself, all capitalized, what longtime vets would you try to foist off on other teams in exchange for shiny new draft picks?
2: <laughs> it's, I keep looking at the cap sheet, and like you, even if you trade a lot of these guys, you're still taking on massive cap hits. Yeah. They have to field a football team next year.
1: Yep. And you're not gonna get quality picks. Right?
2: Yeah. You're you're selling them for pennies on the dollar and then you're losing cap space to try and field a fifty three man roster. Like it's not gonna be able to be done.
0: It's not. And and you might be able to maybe do one or two. Um yeah. take the dead cap hit. But that you're very limited. Like you kind of gotta pick your spots to that because the dead cap hit is so like we talked about Kenny Clark last week. If you do that, he still has a massive dead cap hit next year, and so you can do like him if you can get good value for it. But then you can't do anybody else because you have to have enough money to actually field an NFL football team, which is very difficult to do. Um, so, not there's not a lot here that you can. Savage is probably the one that you can move the easiest, but he's not worth very much. He's he's pretty crappy. <laughs> um, so that um, it's they're in a bad situation. It's going to be hard to get value for just about anybody. Um, that 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 is, you know, somebody you would want to move on from. Um, you could trade valuable people, but you can't trade the washed up guys. It's not going to be movable.
1: Would uh, as we look back, the Rasul Douglas deal, I feel like might have been a misstep. Would, is, would you do that one again if you had the chance?
0: I actually would. I don't think he's been yeah, at, okay. I, I don't think he's been that bad. I'd love to see him with a different coordinator and. Um, I, yeah, okay. I, I think he's actually a fine they've they've been so much worse at quarterback than Razul Douglas in the past he's okay yep
1: okay yeah that's cool alright Tom Hates says it seems the Packers have been terrible against the run for the last few years with the Eagles game being a clear example they also seem to allow quarterbacks to set rushing records every time they play a mobile quarterback I went back and looked and they finished in the top 10 in rush DVOA only three times in the last 20 years yep. and have an average rush DVOA rank of 20th why have the Packers been so bad against the run and unable to find some way to fix this
2: they said we have Ken or we have Dean Lowry. We don't need to add D Lyman. That happened for eight, how many years? Eight. Yep.
1: Eight. So I mean, some of this is what you talked about where being bad against the run doesn't necessarily negate you as being a good football team. And and that's proven out for the Packers.
0: Yeah. yeah and a lot of it is by design. Uh, and when you have to pay Aaron market rates every once in a while, you're not going to be able to pay everybody on the rest of the team to be good in every aspect of the rest of football. That's where they've chosen to be bad more often than not. Um, Dom Capers, I think, was an early recognizer of the efficiency of not spending a lot on rush defense. It's just that they they, they have these seasons where they're not just bad but atrocious in run defense. You can be bad. It, the the trick is not being one of the worst teams in the league, and that happens too much, and that's why they get burned so badly. Um, by that's
2: something that could be biting the Eagles in the butt here in it the is. coming weeks. Uh,
0: they the, the Eagles have definitely been exposed the same way. The Packers ran with impunity. They've had this problem all season as well. They're twenty sixth against the run in DVOA. Uh, they're probably worse now. I actually haven't looked. That um, they came into this game twenty sixth in DVOA. So, um, but that's why a lot of times when you start to hit cap issues, it's the first thing to go. Um, it's just uh, you got to cut somewhere, and it's usually one of the first things to get cut.
1: Uh, Justin saying, based on Tankathon, looks like we have the complete complete control over having the second worst record in the NFL, or at least tied for it. What strategy can we deploy to ensure we landed top three pick?
2: Danny Etling season. Yeah, skip over Jordan Love entirely.
0: You'd have to actually try Uh, to lose. Um, They're going to have a a serious problem doing it. Uh, (laughs) I forgot about
1: Danny Etling. I I, I maintain the practice squad roster every week, and I still haven't thought about him in a long
2: time, man. (laughs) Uh, they're, all right, they're, um, too good,
0: they're too good and their schedules too bad to to do too poorly without actively tanking
1: Nick H says I'm pretty sure I saw the Eagles right guard with long hair facing left instead of forward pre snap during the first quarter in the moment. I assumed that was illegal or he simply jumped early or he got stuck looking left and simply had to freeze until the ball was snapped. Maybe my eyes were playing tricks on me. Can you either confirm or deny what I saw is this sort of thing allowed? I mean, no flag was tossed, so I assume so, but it did look strange. Does that happen where linemen get caught looking? I guess right. It, they get distracted and then they're kind of frozen in place until the ball snap for those couple seconds.
0: So if, yeah, I'm not
2: sure what he's referring to. Yeah, but. I should
0: have gone and looked at this. I, did, I didn't see it on play or replay. But facing left can mean a lot of things, like head turned. Yeah, because they're looking at the ball a lot of the time to see it move. But like facing left sounds like actually lined up, f- not facing forward. And that I'm not as sure about. Um, it's probably legal. Um, uh, I guess I, I don't. I can't think of any like set just means on the line of scrimmage in your stance, and I don't think that it pre- there's a prescribed way that you have to be on the line of scrimmage other than in your stance. So I think it's legal, but mm. don't know. Don't know why you would do it. Don't know what's going on there. I'll go look for it and see if I can post a a picture of it if i can find it but not sure it's weird maybe they maybe they're onto something
1: i this is where the the game often elu- certainly eludes me and other people the the rules around Line of scrimmage, the neutral zone, you know, various <laughs> very guys with their hands down or not. Like there's so many nuances to that, and rules and and strategy and and stunts and everything. It's it can get very complicated. Don't uh, don't
2: tell my head head coaches, but I agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sounds good. k times 7 says Joe Barry has made all of his best players disappear. Does he qualify as a magician? I'm asking on behalf of Magicians Local 385th. We deserve
0: <laughs> to be taken seriously. Um, oh magician. my gosh.
2: Outstanding reference
0: <laughs> he, is a, he is a magician He is he's turned something into nothing which is physically impossible
1: Patrick Detmer says which would you deem to be less effective Sean Ryan the player or the performance enhancing <laughs>
0: substances for
1: which Sean Ryan tested uh, <laughs> ah, if great.
0: you are going to get caught you have to be better than Sean Ryan that's just the one thing you're taking a huge risk if you suck ender on PEDs um, don't don't do that
2: well I think well maybe it was just a suggestion that what if they actually switched the drug test with him and AJ till
1: <laughs> oh that's a good thought yeah like Sean Ryan you're not
2: going to play this year you need to take one for this <laughs> team my friend I uh I, I am so confused by Sean Ryan because I when they drafted him I was kind of excited uh he was a pretty solid left tackle for UCLA I mean he was first team all pack 12 and you know it is the pack 12 but like Pretty dang good. I'm a little surprised that it's, this has been such a disaster. But I should have known as soon as he was drafted in the third round. Yeah, the third round, the place, the, the there's always dark wasteland. In
0: the third round.
1: Layla <laughs> Joel Osmond says, "What is reasonable expectation for this defense under new management? In other words, what is the presumed variance associated with the Barry coefficient? <laughs> like, if if this team brings in a new coordinator, are they could they instantly be better next year? Same same guys." I D-line's
2: think D line's still a
0: problem. D line's still a problem. They have holes, and the holes aren't going to get better, especially because Gary's not going to be back to start the season. But I do think they will instantly be better. Yes, they'll get a they, they will get a balance. I think that Joe Barry is a sub replacement level defensive coordinator, and that they will get almost an immediate uptick from an average defensive coordinator. Uh, like no question, like top fifth, not top fifth, like fifteenth ish defense immediately with nothing else.
1: Uh, Nick H said, we've seen Jordan Love throw some ducks in the past, but the majority of the passes last night were high velocity spirals. Yeah, Do you think he were. just needed a little adrenaline to step things up considering his playing time in the past has either been garbage time or preseason snaps?
0: I think ripping. It's mostly about confidence. Like it, it's yeah. just knowing where you're going with the ball and then just having the the actual confidence to not aim it, to actually throw it. And uh, that's what he was doing. And that's why he actually looked like uh, that power was back from what it was in college.
2: I had to watch Matt Ryan panic in the pocket and try and deliver with velocity. And buddy, let me tell you, he did not.
1: <laughs> Scarf21 says, seems like we're in for a rebuild offseason once the season comes to a close. If you were the GM, how would you navigate the rebuild? Who goes, who stays, and who are the newcomers?
2: Tell Rodgers to retire and mega tank for 2024. Yeah, it's Just really, try out uh, a bunch of stuff.
0: And one thing the Packers have going for them in terms of a rebuild is the cap situation where even if Rodgers continues to come back and he, he can continue to come back, he will eventually just cripple them so much that they can't field anything but a tank team. Uh, that, like, if he comes back two years from now, that cap hit is uh, they'll restructure him and do some pushing out again. But um, th- they're going to have a real hard time fielding a real NFL team uh, the more longer this goes on. So um, it's going to take care of itself for the most part. They will go through a fairly large turnover. They will hopefully protect young, useful future guys. Um, but that's all. That's all you do is. You take a cap hit on a bad year. You start to move your veterans out for the ones that won't be good on, when the rebuild is complete. And uh, the cap situation is going to do a lot of work for them because they're going to have tough decisions to make. And uh, there's there's no way around it. The NFL cap is is uh, the NFL cap. It's tough.
1: Price Trozen says, Since we have added Sean Ryan to the third-round bus pile, what do you think of this idea? I propose the Packers look to the highest Raz player possible, no matter his position, and just go on that alone for the next year's third round. Third round is jinxed anyhow, so I say go full Costanza and get nuts. I mean, aren't they already kind of doing that anyway in many cases? They're just taking the highest Ras guy on the board?
2: Maybe I think they should take round. their... They should do the other Costanza theory where if every instinct a year has is wrong, then the opposite must be correct yeah. and take the lowest guy on their board in the third round and just see what happens.
0: I think... The third round is just the round of guys scouts liked with problems, and uh, that's who's left from your first two round evaluations. and And uh, I don't even know that, like how to fix this other than I would start looking at high ceiling fourth round guys and maybe move them up a little bit. And I think that would be how I would fix it. I would I would add extra weight to the deficiencies of my third round scouting picks and add extra benefits to the. Um, to the positives of my fourth and fifth round, and that's what I would do.
1: <sighs> this is still random. They're gonna their next guy they draft in the third round is gonna be a Hall of Famer. I'm calling it right now.
0: It'll be Michael um, Penix. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah I love let's it.
2: ride.
1: Let's All go. right. Well, let's move to Twitter questions. We've had a lot of them today, so we're almost done. Jonathan Deal, how long can a player's coach like Matt continue to support an unpopular coordinator until the locker room
2: turns against him? Might have already done it. Might have already <laughs> happened. It's, at least with Barry, not I don't know about the Yeah, this is one of those things you just don't know unless
1: you're in the locker room. Pretty much, it's
0: not. Yeah. But credibility does become an issue at some point. If somebody's not doing their job, you can only stick up with them so long, and they're getting to that point for sure.
1: I wonder how. I mean, this is, you know, just the era we're in. the The players are online; their families are online. It, it's not college; they're not like kids, so they're not maybe as malleable or impressionable. But like i'm sure everyone on that team knows how the outside world views joe barry and you know that that probably sinks in to some degree i don't know how much the head coach has to deal with that with that like here's what's here's what's out there but here's what we know and here's what we believe things like that i mean there's so much for a head coach to have to deal with i I don't i don't know how how they're able to balance all of it lucky on twitter says love needs to be optioned by may Rodgers ideally shouldn't retire until after June 1st to break his deal across two seasons, so that gives Rodgers all of May to blow up the franchise,
0: right? Kind of, kind of, yes. Um, the timing on the the fifth year for Jordan and Aaron, the ability to do stuff with Aaron is, is tricky, and it gives Aaron a lot of potential to mess things up if he decides to do retirement or, or trade. So maybe, yeah, good observation. It's possible that may could be a little dicey.
1: They're going to pick up that fifth year option because they can't realistically believe they're going to contend in 2023. So I don't I I don't I don't know why they would they would just also pick it up because
0: cut cut costs there. You try and make them into an asset too. like. Right. Worst case, you do that.
1: All right. uh, From Crow Pack Crow. Is Hunter Renfro playing baseball for the Brewers or football for the Raiders? On a more serious note, does it make sense to put Crosby on IR and test Ahmed in the remaining five games, or the long-term kicker solution needs to be found in the offseason, for example, by through
0: the draft? That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that.
2: It absolutely makes sense to you, but they won't do it because yeah. uh, it's a legacy thing.
0: Yep, yep. They're going to let Mason go off into the sunset, kicking for the team, not getting the ball to the end zone. Um, kicking his field goals halfway up the posts instead of all the way to the top of the post like he used to and uh, they do need to fix it next year it's a, it's bad it's very bad Mason should have retired at the end of last year he can't kick anymore so yeah you're right but they won't this, They'll keep him
1: this is such an individual aspect of the sport like you don't need reps with to, to get on the same page with your teammates you don't need you know if kickers kickers like come out of the womb either good or not good so I don't think you really need to even worry about it yet there's you don't you don't need to like get a guy get a guy reps to be good either they either somebody just appears out of thin air and, yeah. and will will save them or won't we'll be you know like there's there's no no draft, need
0: here. draft Michigan's kicker all weekend. yeah that's all you want to do.
2: The the Colts cut their kicker in the middle of the season and just found a guy just waiting out there, and I watched him drill like a 53-yarder last week, and he's
0: been good all year. I feel like teams make kicker scouting way harder than it needs to be, <laughs> honestly. like it, Most of it's about leg strength and accuracy. There's nuance to it. It's definitely a skill, but uh, it's a, a skill you can't really judge over a one-season sample, and like most kickers are going to be okay at it with a big enough leg. Like the legs, the hard thing to get, just do that. And then just train accuracy. That's fine. All right. We're done. Um, we're done. We're done before we go. JR, anything to plug?
1: We've been writing a lot about Luke Fickle and, uh, and the Badgers uh, <laughs> coaching change. I think we, I think I saw earlier today, we had 11 stories on our site with Luke Fickle's name in the headline and then two other related stories. So there is a ton, a ton, a ton on the Badger situation, that's that's obviously the hot uh, the hot item right now. So, just doing a little writing about that. I uh, had a couple uh, my, myself had a couple Badger stories. I did re- try to refresh my uh, Packer the 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 number of starting quarterbacks that the pack that the Chicago Bears have had in the Favre Rogers era. Since this could theoretically be the final Aaron Rodgers game against the Bears, uh, do you guys know what that number is? How many quarterbacks now that Trevor Simeon has joined that illustrious fraternity? I
0: I don't. I know I know from the eighty five Super Bowl to now but I don't know um the Aaron Rodgers Favre because I wrote a song about it so
1: that's right that's right uh 36, 36 quarterbacks have started games for the bears since Brett Favre took the helm now there are other of course quarterbacks for the packers besides Favre and Rodgers who've started games Jordan Love uh Seneca Wallace has one there's a, you know there's a few others in there Maddie but Flynn. Uh, Matt Flynn of course I think has the most but uh but yeah that's uh tough scene so uh, I'm not sure if it'll be Simeon or, or Justin Fields on Sunday, but uh, but dusting dusting that one off, refreshing it, and getting it ready for for public consumption again as the Packers take on the Bears.
0: Nathan Peterman lurking too, and almost started last week, and that needs to happen.
1: The Peterman. Yeah. There's no way that that's an NFL bit, right? Like there is collusion, and the collusion is to continue the Nathan Peterman thing. Oh yeah, that he will continue to get starts, even though nobody, nobody, no one believes that he should still be getting starts over i'm sure there are plenty of other capable guys who could who could get those opportunities he's, before him. he's
0: some kind of gm fantasy leagues loser trophy that's what he is
1: <laughs> what a great way to put it oh man uh it's it's wild the nathan peterman bit we're gonna be talking about it in like 2030 he's still gonna be in the league
0: <laughs> he probably will probably will tyler anything
2: Um, We talked about a little bit on here, but uh, I did a whole Twitter thread on every single throw Jordan Love made just because I was very curious to go back. Uh, If you want a little bit more detail, instead of checking on Twitter, I did write uh, the film study up on Acme Packing Company. Uh, I didn't watch any other film from this game because I'm just kind of numb at this point. I usually watch the film of the entire game but like this talking about I was like I can watch the defense I was like do I really want to watch the defense give up 363 yards again I couldn't bring myself to do it hopefully it's a little better uh, next week but uh I think we're in burnout stage we're getting near the yeah, end of the season are. uh high school football is over um I'm just I'm tired man I'm ready for a little break
0: Amen to that um I have my uh my recap up in the Shepherd Express you can read that right now um I will read something for the site for the rest of the week, but I'll like Tyler. I'm suffering from burnout as well. And Tyler, Tyler, since you oh. weren't here last
1: week, you missed my question for you. I, I, I wasn't here last week either, but I left a question for you because uh, Monroe won the high school football title. In oh, Wisconsin. Yes, you heard it. You heard it. Okay. So what are we going to, what does it take to get Carmel against Apple Valley, the Carmel Apple bowl? What, how, how are we going to make that happen?
2: Oh, I don't know. We do play out of state teams. We played, uh, right? we played Trinity in Louisville, Kentucky every year. Uh, we played MLK in Detroit uh, hmm. last year, and then we played I, another Detroit team this year.
1: Really? Um, I'm a little worried about the budget then. I'm not sure you're going to make it to Minnesota. That's a tough one. is pretty
2: far. Yeah. yeah. Pretty far. Fun fact, though, last season we did play Dante Moore, who was a five-star quarterback that's now going to Oregon. So Ooh. shout out, Justice.
0: Nice. That's cool. That is cool. Um, All right. That, good. Also, I'm glad we got to the caramel apple question because I, <laughs> I was sad last week. <laughs> um, all right, last thing from me, um, I, next week uh, during the bye week um, if Matt finishes my art, Matt, finish my art, uh, will, I'll have a game that I'm writing for the site uh, called Big 12's RP Woe, which is an RPO simulator. So keep an eye out for that, too. That's it. We did it. Yep. Uh, we we'll uh, mini pod will of course be later this week, probably on Friday, and we'll be back next week to recap the bears, however that goes. Hopefully, we'll still be alive. Uh, but uh, enjoy the game. So it's your
1: rights versus mine. The truth in one free afternoon. The truth in one free afternoon. Under my wheels, the chances help. To save me from myself Spectacles painted with my shaking hand Fingers and paints and paints we brought Thinking we need them when we're not Flying the flights of new empires And rights a new empire a new empire